Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, your home for Commander's Games during NFL season. Can be heard right here on 910 The Fan with a pregame and postgame show as well. Uh, Zach, you know, growing up, I used to listen to the Al Galdi show before and after Commander's Games, and Al Galdi had a really good uh, point on Twitter that he made about Ron Rivera. He said, mm. the only Commander's players who concerns with Eric Bieniemy I'd be open to is Terry McLaurin. Otherwise, I'm not interested in concerns complaining from guys who just got here or who have been part of a team that hasn't been good offensively since 2017. The enemy coaches hard, but fair. And I think that's the great point right there. I, I totally agree. I mean, the enemy, all reports are he's screaming, he's demanding perfection, but he's also screaming good job. And he's also screaming affirmations too and, and being positive. So it's not just like he's this negative guy out there. He's... Looking at an offense that scored about 19 points per game last year and driving himself crazy saying, how can I add the seven points to get us to 26? Because that's what the league average was. We were seven points below league average, and you've got players complaining that the offense coordinator is too hard on them. Yeah, and I think that's what we were saying. These guys are a little spoiled, and it's like, all right, the enemy knows what it's going to take right. to get a championship, and he's trying to wake them up a little bit. There's no pro- Football coaches have been getting in players' butts Ever since the beginning of time, yes. And if I mean, you, Jimmy Johnson used to send guys to the other field because they were having an asthma attack. He's <laughs> like, "Go, go have some asthma over there, right? You know, not and in this drill." Let like let's break down the roster. I don't think Sam Howell's complaining. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's pl- complaining. I don't think any of the wide receivers are. If it's a tight end or one of the offensive linemen, your your position was garbage last year. You're not going to be good this year. Stop complaining and get to work. Because if Biennemi doesn't think you're good enough, he's right. You're not good enough. And it's as simple as that. But the Washington Commanders did release their first unofficial depth chart of the season with the first preseason game this Friday against the Cleveland Browns. That's the lead story on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, it is August 8th, and if the NFL season started today, here would be your starting lineup offensively for the Washington Commanders. Quarterback one, Sam Howell. Slinging Sammy Howell. (laughs) <laughs> Got me howling to the moon. He's your QB1. Lining up behind him in the backfield, Brian Robinson Jr. That's my boy. On the outside, you have Terry McLaurin as your wide receiver one. Your X, your Y wide receiver would then be second year pro out of Penn State, Jahan Dotson. And your slot guy, your X receiver is Curtis Samuel. That's your boy. That's my boy who I think we're sleeping on the impact he's going to have this season. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, if he stays healthy, if there's anything about the enemy's offense it's that I know, it's he's good with players with speed. Look, last year, McKinnon uh, and Pacheco, the year before that, Tyreek Hill. He is great with speed. Curtis Samuel has speed. Your starting tight end, even though he's injured right now, he will be back before the start of the season. That is former quarterback for the Virginia Tech Hokies, Logan Thomas. Now we get to the question. How good can this offensive line be? 
Starting left tackle, Charles Leno Jr. Not a fan of that. New, but new father. We again. didn't replace him. You didn't like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the Walter, Walter Payton man of the year. He's an unbelievable individual. He's not a great football player, if you ask me. Uh, left guard, Sadiq Charles. That's an interesting thing there because I thought Chris Paul would be your starting guard on the left side. Nick Gates, your starting center. Uh, with Ricky Stromberg being listed at, as third string center. Even though he was your third round draft pick out of Arkansas in the SEC's top offensive lineman last year. You're starting right guard Sam Cosme and Andrew Wiley as your starting right tackle. So we'll be interested to see how much second string offensive lineman Cornelius Lucas, Chris Paul, the fourth round draft pick Braden Daniels, and Tyler Larson get in preseason for the Commanders. Can Braden Daniels or Ricky Stromberg go from third string to second string and maybe even sneak into that top five by the start of the regular season. Defensively, we'll start with the D-line, the heart of the defense. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen as your defensive tackles. Behind them is John Ridgway and Fedarian Mathis. And that's some good depth at the tackle positions. You're starting left defensive end Montez Sweat, right defensive end Chase Young, with Casey Tuhel, James Smith-Williams, and K.J. Henry out of Clemson behind them. Middle linebacker, they have Cody Barton listed as middle linebacker one, putting Jamin Davis as an outside linebacker with Kaliki Hudson backing up Davis as he'll most likely not be able to play week one. I mean, When do you find out about Davis? August 31st. I think he's going to be suspended. My guess would be four games by the NFL. Do you think you just move on? No, I don't. that you don't have him, that he's that he's not going to be a part of the team this I don't year? think you can cut him. He's just too talented, and he showed so many signs last year. He ended the season as your starting middle Mike linebacker. Yeah. Like, that's the Mike is the most important position that's on the defense, green dot. Right? Yeah. That's the green dot. Uh, your starting corners. This is where I'm not happy. Kendall Fuller and Emmanuel Forbes with Benjamin St. Just on the inside. I went on a, a rant about this on my show on Saturday in D.C., Here's the uh, shortened version. Jack Del Rio might have to go if he <laughs> believes that Benjamin St. Juice should be playing on the inside. Last year, they made that same mistake. They put St. Juice on the inside because Jack Del Rio had a, a boner in his pants for William Jackson III. What happened a couple weeks into the season? They cut William Jackson III, and they moved St. Juice to the outside. And here's this. St. Juice told reporters in the offseason, number one, I'm going to have LASIK surgery. And that got me fired up. <laughs> Because I thought he went from a blind corner to a guy that can actually see. And then he told reporters, I'm excited to have an entire offseason where I can work on playing the outside corner position. Where I can work on defending routes that an outside wide receiver runs. Then what happens when they go to training camp? They move him back to the inside. With Kendall Fuller, who's 45 years old on the outside and can't guard a wide receiver too. What are we doing? I thought there was rumors that Kendall Fuller was going to be cut, and I was happy about that. Now he's wide. He's he's your CB one on the outside. What? Jack Del Rio thinks he's smarter than everyone, and so he's going to put a tall, lengthy corner on the inside when he should be playing on the outside. <laughs> Good news is Emmanuel Forbes is a starting corner. Cam Curl and Derek Forrest round out the secondary there. I'm fired up about that. Jeremy Reeves will be a good special team piece alongside Percy Butler. And we've been hearing good things from Jatavius Martin, other known as 
Quan Martin, who is your cornerback three on the depth chart. And I am surprised to see this name. Zach, I was hoping he wouldn't make the roster. Uh oh. We're going to be running wild, chasing people downfield wide open because Rashad Wild Goose is still listed as CB4. How is that possible? Wild Goose got burnt left and right last season. Special teams guy. I guess so. I guess. If if, if one guy goes down, Wild Goose is going to be going against C.D. Lamb, and I'm not excited oh about that. Man. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We are just 31 days away from the start of the NFL season, which means... It's time to test our knowledge of NFL music. That's coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We'll catch up with Matthew Paris, who covers the Commanders for the Washington Times at 2.30. Get his take on Ron Rivera's quote this morning that's making headlines about players complaining about the enemy's style of coaching we'll talk college football today with greg henson at 2 p.m on the show today get his take on the death of the pack 12 it is now the pack four the four pack there in college football and then ryan clary will join us in 15 minutes talk a little washington nationals as they have a doubleheader today against the philadelphia phillies winners of four straight the Nats are hot. We'll talk some Nats with Ryan Clary from Locked On Nationals at 1.30. So, Zach, 31 days until the NFL season begins. So I want to start this segment by coming up with a few things that signal the start of the NFL season, right? So for me, the number one thing is being busy on Sundays. Like, sorry, Mom, not happening. She tried to visit me September 10th because her birthday is the week before. She was like, oh, I want to come to Richmond. I was not on a Sunday of the start of the NFL season, Mom. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Find a woman who likes football if you want to get married then. That's my recommendation to you. Uh, number two, things that signal the start of the NFL season where I will constantly find myself studying random people that I've never even heard of for fantasy football purposes, right, to find a running back three or a tight end nobody's ever heard of, things like that. The waiver wire. Waiver wire. Uh, things that signal the NFL start of the NFL season, parlays. I love a good Sunday parlay. You're going to get to know this about me, all right? I used to have a segment that I did during NFL season last year called Splash Some Cash, where every week I would just come up with a crazy, like, six-team parlay that's going to win $10,000, and I would say, you know, Cheek, if I hit, I'll take you out to dinner. I just never hit, you know? So he never got that dinner, and now he stuck his way out the building. Um, Monday and Thursday night football, that signals the start of the NFL season. I mean, it's so cool that – you get two days during the week that you get to watch live football. And then the last thing here is every year, at least recently, my dad will call me and he'll say, can you help me find Amazon Prime on my smart TV? I think there's the Thursday night game on there. <laughs> so those are things that I think signal the start of NFL season. What are you, what are you coming up with, Zach? Uh, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for me it's the it's the weather. You know. Yeah. You know. I, I you feel, do love fall. I love autumn. Yeah. I love a nice chill. <laughs> That's in right. The you air. don't call it fall. You call it autumn. <laughs> a nice chill in the air. You know. You could smell it. Yeah. Smell the no, leaves. No, I was when leaves are on the ground. It means helmets are in the air. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, That's what it is for me. Yeah. All right. So 31 days until the NFL season. So I wanted to put my producer, Zach, to the test. So you have four NFL sounds here. All right. Do you have any idea what these sounds are? 
Is it like the commander's music for no, each team? No, it's not. Or? It's not like Fly Eagles Fly or any of that crap. It is the sound that you will hear when you're watching TV for an NFL game. All right, the four sounds are either Monday Night Football on ESPN, oh. NBC Sunday Night Football, NFL CBS coverage, NFL on Fox. All right, and you get to listen to the bit. And then you have to take a guess, all right? Okay. Let's roll. NFL sound number one. And hold on. If the audience wants to chime in, phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 833-804-0910. As soon as you hear the sound, if you know the answer, you can call in. All right. NFL sound number one. I apologize in advance, everyone listening who knows the answer. I mean, how great is that sound, dude? Football I, season. I've seen it a million times. Yeah, yeah. I'll go CBS on that one. Oh, give yourself a ding. Yeah, yes. Play it one more time. It's okay. so good. It's so good. <laughs> Who's the CBS crew? Is it like Terry is James, Bradshaw? Is it James Brown? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Bill Cowher and Boomer. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's what helped yeah, me out on that one. Yeah, because it's the CBS crew, which is like the AFC guys, Cower and those guys. Okay. All right, NFL sound number two, Zach. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Still uh, basking in my victory. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I know that one because we just pulled it. Yeah. Uh, it's Fox. NFL Fox, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. coverage yes. during the NFL season. If you know the answer, you can chime in. 833-804-0910. Now, that's the one that I hear the most because most Commanders and Skins games are on Fox. And, I mean, dude, I'm getting goosebumps from playing this audio. Uh, it like, it's great. that good. It's great. Uh, so, are there <laughs> – now I'm thinking, is there, like, an Amazon That's theme? what I was looking. I couldn't find one. All right. I, I couldn't so you're find really one. trying to stump me here. I'm trying to stump you here, yeah. Okay, all right, I'm ready for three. All right. I got it. <laughs> I knew you would. It's funny how I go with the play-by-play guys and the color guys because yeah. it's Al Michaels and, and Chris uh, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, you hear Woo! that? It's Collinsworth about to do the Collinsworth slide. Right? <laughs> and slide into that one. Yes. I mean, it's just so, so good. good. It's so good. <laughs> Alright, well, if I miss the next two, then well, I'm Well, phone lines, phone lines are open. We got one person on the line here. Let's see if he can do NFL sound number four. Uh, see who this caller is. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio. We're live and local from 12 to 3 p.m. Also available around the country on the Odyssey app. You can download it today for free. You can search 910 The Fan. You hear us from 12 to 3. It gives you the ability to pause, rewind, and pick up right where you left off. We also post a full best of hour of AWOD radio every single day. So right now we're talking about things that signal the start of the NFL season with some NFL music. All right, Zach, who do we have on line one here? It's Dolphin Dave. Oh, Dolphin Dave on the line. Dave. He just got in the car. He doesn't know what game we're playing. Oh, you don't. He Dave, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great. Can I, I'll do play the game. Can I make one very quick comment? Yes. Yes, you can. Of course. 
guys in the center of the Redskins are complaining that someone's yelling at them? Right. Seriously? This is football. Okay? I'm sorry. This is not tailwind. Just <laughs> get your head out of your butt and go and hit somebody. So I said, I'm old school. But you know what? Someone who has feelings on a football field, they're not going on a football field. No, so he's, and that's, he's dead. Well, that's he's why, not Mom Rivera. That's why this franchise has struggled for so long. And that's it really, to me, it really opens your eyes and shows you how much of a pushover Scott Turner was. That nobody was complaining yeah. when the offense was going seven and nine and they couldn't score any points, but all of a sudden a two time Super Bowl champion's in the building and everyone's running to mom and complaining. Yeah, seriously, because you're gonna you know, the first thing you have to do is and he did it, is toughen up the team. Period. The offense has got to get tougher. Uh, I got, uh, I think it's Fangio is one of my coordinators. If one of those guys went from the Dolphins and said, you know, he's, I tell him, get, you know, complaining about it, he's being mean or something, get them out. I'm sorry. You know, you don't need to be playing NFL football. You need to go ahead and go home to mom. I love it. I love it, Dave. All right, so here's the bit we're doing, all right? So uh, we're playing NFL theme music for either Fox's NFL coverage, Monday Night Football, NFL on NBC, Sunday Night Football, or CBS 1 p.m. games. Dolphin Dave will play the sound. You have to guess where you've heard it before, okay? All right, give it a shot. All right, let's play sound number four. Oh, okay. Yeah! I, 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 every time I hear that, I know the commanders are about to lose. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, great job, Dolphin Dave. Hey, since you missed the beginning of this segment, let's play sound one. See if Dolphin Dave can go two for two here. NFL's theme music. Play sound one. You know, this is a complete guess. I'm going to guess Fox. Mm, sorry. <laughs> No, that is NFL's CBS coverage during their uh, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games. Dave, I appreciate you chiming in. Always good to hear from you. Hey, you guys have a great day. Take yep. care. Yep, thanks, thanks a lot. Man, that was, that was a fun bit, Zach. You did three for three. And I would have gotten four. You would have gotten four. I mean, because the Monday Night Football one is the most obvious one. Yes. Everybody loves it so much. I was so nervous. So, of the four sounds we played, NFL on CBS, NFL on Fox, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, I think Monday, here's how I would rank it. Monday night, number one, Fox is NFL coverage two, just because the Commanders games are always on Fox. Sunday night football three, and then CBS four. You're ranking the themes or the broadcasts? And, the and themes, the, just the themes. Okay. And not how you're you're evoked by right. whatever. I mean, I just play part. one of those sounds again. I literally, I mean, there's blood flowing when I hear that. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh! oh! Clearly, we need to take a break. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's pay some bills. We'll be right back. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open. If you want to chime in, be the quarterback of this segment, it's easy. Call in 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You can always tweet us. At 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. If it's a good tweet, we will read it on air. If you're enjoying the show but you missed any of it, you can catch up on the podcast. Just search AWOD Radio on Spotify, iTunes, and more. We also post a full best of hour every single day 
on the fan. Um, so Matthew Paris will join us to talk a little Commanders at 2.30. Uh, but right now, I know it is around lunchtime for my listeners, so that means it's time for Dude Food. Dude Food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he this off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude Food. All right, Zach, I know I'm, I'm sorry to have to do this to you. I know you're, you're always hungry during the show in the middle of the day. But Dude Food's one of my favorite segments, man. We love food. We do. I, I haven't gotten hangry, though. You haven't? No. I'm <laughs> not, hanging in there. At least not today. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up on Dude Food today is that, and this is just a personal take here. This is just an AWOT original. I'm starting to hate tacos. I'm starting what? to hate tacos. They're huge. I want burgers. And we're broadcasting from the burger capital of America, Richmond, Virginia. And I've noticed tacos are taking over the country. And everyone else notices it too. It's not Taco Bells. No, it's Taco Rocks and Taco Bombas and Don Tacos and Deed Tacos and Taco Ritas. I mean, every place around the country is having three or four taco joints open up. And not just food trucks, right? They're like buying buildings now. And they're having everybody's selling out the food tacos. Trucks are moving into buildings. They are right. And so here's my take with tacos: they're great, but I would take burgers or pizza over tacos every day. And I've started burger, to notice pizza, taco. A, a burger, <laughs> that's not bad. But <laughs> I've started to notice that these taco places, one, they're overcharging, and you don't get. It does not feel like a full meal compared to when you go get a cheeseburger or you go get a cheesecake, a cheesesteak, or you go get chicken tenders and fries or wings. These damn tortillas, first off, the flour tortillas have no taste at all. I mean, just so bland and plain. And then they put a little bit of cheese on there. Never enough cheese. I'm always asking for extra cheese. And they put the little bit of um, amount of meats. But then well, they'll throw, I mean, my goodness, two pounds of pickled onions, three pounds of lettuce, all the pico de gallo in the world. And none of these places around have good taco sauce. It's always average Salsa Verde. Yeah. And so I've noticed I go to Cabo Fish Taco. I go to Don't Look Back. I go to Ensu Boca. I go to uh, Habanero Blue Taco. All these places. <laughs> and I love myself some tacos, but they're not filling me up enough. Really? And so I'm starting to hate tacos. And I'm changing my mind now. And I'm going to burger night. Every time I ch- get a chance to go out to eat, like after I go out to play pickleball, I'm getting a burger. I'm done getting tacos at nice restaurants. I love those places, and I love tacos. Could I recommend maybe stepping up to a burrito? That's a good point. That's a good point. Because you still... Because uh, you I'm get the you, rice inside of it. with <clears throat> the shortage of dairy. Never enough cheese for me. Never enough cheese. But I also need more sour cream. You do? Yes. And so that's why you like the burrito? Yes. Oh, okay. Sometimes so you got to get an extra, what do they call them, ramekin. Have you had a place where you get a taco and you feel like, they're serving you like undercooked meat or like a burnt carnitas taco. I've had that at a local place. I'm not going to name them. But I've started to realize, to me, I can go get tacos when it's like a drunk food, right? Late night after we've gone out and stuff like that. It's not dinner food for me anymore. Every time I go out and I eat tacos, I'm hungry in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a fat ass. Maybe my belly's too big. But I'm telling you guys... I'm starting to hate tacos. Oh, man. I want to make ta- burgers great again. You're tacoed out. I'm tacoed out. You're tacoed right? out in the capital of the burger Nothing city. against Mexican food. I'd rather have American food. 
Call, sorry that I'm pro-USA. You're in the burger capital. That's what I'm I am in the burger yeah. capital. All right. We'll Here. let them slide for a while. Yeah. And here's another issue with tacos. I want hot sauce, but I want a specific type of hot sauce with my taco, and that's sriracha. And there is a sriracha shortage around the country. It is Hoi Fong Foods. They're the uh, producer of sriracha, and it is a shortage around the country. So much so that there are bottles on eBay for $90 a bottle. What? Yeah, the, the little squeezy one. The little squeezy. What is it? You were. It's got like a rooster on it with a green top. Oh yeah, the rooster green top one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a shortage. There right? is a shortage. And so I'm gonna pull up a photo right now to show you just how short this is. You gotta go black market for the sriracha. If yeah, and you can. Oh my god! If you want the off-brand sriracha, they got it for you. It's cheap. It's six dollars a bottle. If you want the real Hoi Fong sriracha in this bottle. Yeah, that's the it's one. $90. Look at this. $90. So this is a local ABC store. My friend sent me this picture. If you spend $250 or more, they give you a free bottle of sriracha. That's how much there's a shortage. Is it the flavor or the uh what do they call it? What's the rating system? The the skillens or whatever the how hot something is? Oh, I don't know. I forget what that term is. So is it the hotness or the flavor that people are crazy for? The sriracha, it's the it's the flavor. Okay. Because it's got the hot oil. Because Cholula's but, good. Yeah, I mean, Cholula's good. Uh, Pete's is good. Frank's Red Hot. Put that blank on everything. Right. You know, I love all those. But there's the sriracha has an extra kick that I use for sometimes Mexican food, Asian food, like with pho. It's good to have a little sriracha in there. I've had put sriracha on... Uh, uh, put it but, on tacos? No, I've, I mean, I have put it on tacos, but I I put it on lo mein sometimes. It's really good with lo mein. Mm. Yeah. So but, how long is this is recent? Because I so remember ha- the I might article, have a bottle of sriracha in my house right now. The, the New York Times article came out July 13th. My friend told me there was an update yesterday. Um, and so if you go to Giant, you go to Whole Foods, you go to Kroger, you're just not going to find the sriracha bottles there. You're going to find all the knockoffs. You know? Wow. Pararacha. You know? <laughs> with a little cat on it. <laughs> Sir Nacha. Sir Nacha. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanted to bring up on dude food today? Any any local food news we should get to? <laughs> Let's see. Where did I last go out to eat? Oh, I went to Chef's Kitchen in Midlothian. Oh, I'm not hip. Let me look that up. It's really fancy. Really? I took the kids there. None of us. I was dressed you like this. You took the kids there? <laughs> yeah. I was dressed like this. Not one kid in there. And it was me with my ball cap and jeans and uh, my fan t-shirt on. (laughs) And I was getting looks. I was getting side eyes. And I'm like, you know what, kids? Don't ever feel like you're not welcome anywhere. (laughs) But just please, like, don't lick the butter. (laughs) What did you order? (laughs) I got a, uh, what the hell did I get? (laughs) Filet mignon. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it was perfect. Nice. Yeah. So I, I mentioned it earlier. I went to Little Nickel last night, my first time there. Really nice place, and we got the I got the lamb cheesecake. I had never had this before. The lamb cheesesteak. All right, I've I've had lamb before. I've had cheesesteaks. The lamb cheesesteak came with queso. Amazing. Really amazing. And you know what? Homemade queso. They, yep, and they served it with shoestring fries. This is the first time I've had shoestring fries since I was a kid. I felt like like they are so good. That made it. That put oh it my over gosh. The top. Yeah. You go out a lot. You I hit up I, a lot of spots. I, well, after I play pickleball, that's oh, yeah. my bit. If I if I worked out, I deserve a beer. Is this time to and talk I had, about your latest pickleball injury? Uh, you know what? That might have to be a whole segment because <laughs> I'm embarrassed about it. I had another embarrassing issue that's a follow-up from my 
wiffle ball embarrassing issue that happened <laughs> yeah. two months ago. I'm Adam Epstein. You know what? We'll get to that at 245. All right. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Are you ready to join the AWOD Army? Tune in to the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the first ever football festival coming to River City Roll on August 19th from 3 to 7 p.m. You can expect live music. We got two great bands, a DJ, DJ Dukesta, and a full football season pro hosted Football season preview show hosted by AWOD, myself, joined by some special guests on stage, including Lane Casadante, the czar, Gary Hess, and more, talking high school, college, and the NFL. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, NFL reporter for the Washington Times covering the Commanders, it's Matthew Paris. What's going on, Matt? Oh, nothing much. It was an interesting day, that's for sure. Absolutely. So I was hoping that the Commanders would not be on the front page of ESPN after Dan Snyder sold the franchise until the season began. But no, there is an article today after Ron Rivera acknowledged that some players came to him and they were a little concerned about offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy's intensity. Uh, what do you take of this story, Matt? Yeah, it was really interesting. It was kind of the first glimpse that you know, when we talk about the enemy's coaching style, it's mostly painted as a positive that, you know, he gets the best out of them, that the thing that players are encouraged by it, that he helps them do better. But this is the first sign that maybe things aren't so rosy, or at least that they've had it, uh, you know, initially maybe skeptical or um, hesitant to, to accept those things. So, you know, it was a, a peek behind the curtain, and I think it was interesting timing. I wonder if Rivera had a motivation behind it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was fascinating. Yeah, that's the most frustrating thing to me is that I understand players might be concerned and they might go cry to mommy, but mommy shouldn't tell the entire media and make it a story that's bigger than it should be. And so I'm wondering, Matt, were you there at that press conference? Why do you think Ron Rivera decided to be so transparent? Yeah, it, it's an interesting kind of it, – it is interesting – uh, if you focus on the back half of that quote about how Rivera as a coach ha- has learned to, um, you know, manage different personalities and Jack Del Rio has managed to learn to different personalities. I wonder if it was Rivera's way of saying to Eric Bieniemy, like, hey, you got to learn to adapt to your personnel a little bit and that you can't coach every player the same. Now, we had a chance to talk to Eric Bieniemy and he was just as um, – I think proud would be the right word of saying he was just as proud in his coaching style that ha- has gotten him to this point that has helped 
Kansas City win two Super Bowls. So I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to change anytime soon. But I wonder if it was just a subtle message or a not so subtle message that Eric Bieniemy uh, maybe needs to get on board and, and adapt here. Yeah, I, I just think it's another mistake in a long list of mistakes by Ron Rivera in press conferences, kind of opening up his mouth without thinking about what the you know repercussions could be there. And it's so frustrating to me as a fan, you know, not just a guy that covers this team, but as a fan, an offense that struggled to score the ball should not be complaining about a guy demanding perfection. The offense was garbage last year for much of the season. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it, a totally valid point. And another thing to consider is that Rivera is the one who brought in Eric the enemy. So if you didn't feel like this was necessary and you didn't want this style, then why did you bring him in? Now, I, uh, to, to be fair to Rivera, I don't think Rivera views the enemy's coaching style as a negative. He said plenty of times that this is kind of what he felt was needed, that they needed to be uncomfortable and to get out of their comfort zone and, and to shake things up. And so things are really shaken up, but I, I think players are adapting to that. Like, you know, I, I want to overlook that, you know, the, the players themselves are, are um, you know, still getting used to the enemy, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, you're right. I mean, it's just I, I can't believe that they're complaining to Ron Rivera about his coaching style. And, you know, to me, they should, one, be lucky to be in the NFL. Two, they should be lucky to have Eric Bieniemy, who just won two Super Bowls. You know, if he's demanding perfection, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's what they did in Kansas City. And so it kind of takes me back, honestly, Matthew Paris, to back when Jay Gruden was the coach here, and they called it Club Jay. And the, everyone, the players were messing with him, and they were screwing around. We've had this culture in Washington that dates back five or six years where the guys just kind of smoke and joke around, and they, and they mess around, and they're not serious all the time. Yeah, you know, again, not to, to push back, but I kind of wonder, like, Rivera didn't really get into what those concerns were for players. I don't necessarily know if it's the yelling and the demanding nature or the tone of the enemy's um, stuff. The thing that really sticks out to me about these practices is they're long and grueling, and I wonder if players, if I had to, I wonder if players were more concerned about how their bodies would hold up over the long run of camp. I could see maybe some players going to Rivera for that and saying like, Hey, are, are we going to be doing this all the time? Like their bodies need a break. You know, some players like Curtis Samuel, their bodies have already tightened up a little bit. They brought in uh, a new punter to punt this week because Tressway has uh, lower tightness in his back. And so, you know, I, I do wonder what the specifics were of their uh concerns to Rivera and what they shared there but without that context I'd be a little hesitant to go all in and say you know they're they want a lighter workload or, or they you know they don't want to put in the work yeah certainly an interesting day covering the commanders with this Friday being their first preseason game against the Cleveland Browns Matt how much do you expect the starters to play you know I, I'd expect them to see a, a series or two I think that was kind of what they played last year. It's something that they've stuck to now. They've, they've changed the the structure of training camp, as I mentioned, and their starters have gotten a lot of work, a lot of plays. So maybe they feel like that um, work kind of helps offset um, what they want to see in, in camp or in the preseason. But at the same time, it is an opportunity 
for them to go against another team to evaluate uh, someone like Sam Howell uh, and see his progress. So I think this game would be really important for them, but I, I wouldn't expect the starters to play a ton. Follow Matthew Paris on social media, Matthew underscore Paris, Matt Washington Commanders, beat reporter for the Washington Times. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Uh, some breaking news here on The Fan. ESPN announced their bracket for their Thanksgiving tournament. VCU will face off with Iowa State on Thanksgiving Day in the opening round of the ESPN Invitational. The network revealed earlier today it will be the VCU Rams against the Iowa State Cyclones, who both reached the NCAA tournament last season. Tip-off scheduled for 5.30 on Thanksgiving Day on ESPN2. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan.